Okay. God is faithful to his word. And I, I, I really do appreciate each and every one of you that's able to join us today uh, on the thing that the Lord has, has given me, which, you know, I, I, the little videos I sent out to you all, those are pr on purpose so that you can take, make you to make, I say actually make you take time, listen to some soft music and identify who you are. You are, we have so much power when we know that Jesus lives within us and God has really put it on my heart to keep stressing it, keep stressing it to know what we have. A lot of times, you know, we go to the grocery store, we buy food, we stick it in the closet. We go back to the grocery store. We don't take time to see what we already have in our house. So we keep buying the same thing over and over and over. Because of the fact that we know Jesus Christ, Jesus said he was going back to the Father. And he was going to ask the Father to send us another comforter. Someone to guide and instruct us and teach us, and that's what he did, as long as we receive that and we know that. We don't have to keep going back asking God for the same old thing that he's already given us, you all. And that's why we gather to learn his word, because if you look around in this world, we see those that's failing daily. And those, everybody that say they're Christian are not, you know. Everybody, most people have their own interpretation. When you listen to the word, you interpret the way your ears hear it. Your ears process it because of what's in your heart, because of the ground that you have, your soul has. Uh, somebody else's ground might be all rocky, so therefore they may not understand nothing we're talking about. Some ground, or what they say, sinking sand. It's, it's sandy, so the word that comes out, it just sinks on down. So, and some with their rocks, of course, Satan comes snatch the word away from you because you don't have the willpower to study God's word. But I do appreciate each and every one of you that uh, that when I send out the invitation, you're able to join in. And even so, when I don't send the invitation out, you are you aware. And God, I, I do hold you accountable to tell somebody else. He tells us all to go in the highways and byways. And this is a form of us being a disciple and being obedient to Acts 1 and 8, what God says to go out. Tell somebody about Jesus. And as you come into this line, get equipped, get girded up, and know that you got the power and the Holy Ghost boldness, you can go out and do more. Uh, today, we're actually going to be talking in Hebrews 12 and, and uh, just all of Hebrews 12. I'm going to try to go through it real fast, but, you know, y'all bear with me. I'm not going to hold you long, and then we're going to have open mic, uh, at least 15 to 20 minutes of open mic. Uh in the lesson that the Lord gave me today is always a confirmation because I was just wondering about, I think in it, I asked you all, can you write your own story? I, I, I gave that to you to, um, to kind of get you to stop and pause. Are you able to write your own, uh, not last will, your own, uh, biography? Are you able to write your own biography and, are you going to leave a legacy when you... We don't know if we're going to wake up in the morning. And some, some, sometimes we have to stop and think about these things. What have I done with my life? What have I done? I was looking at... Uh, in doing a study, I ran across a quote that Martin Luther King said about life. And he said, Let no man pull you so low as to hate him. And this was one of his... Uh, Back in 1956 that he wrote this sermon about the most du durable power. We have durable power, but we have to know what it is, and we get that based on the Word of God. Going on further, he said, if you can't fly, then run. 
If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And that's, I'm going to repeat it again because that should be our motto in life. Even though we, we have all these obstacles that get in the way, uh, all this stuff, we have the, and you know, my book, uh, uh, escape from the CIBM crab in the basket mentality. That is some material that's out there. If you don't know how to get out, read that book and it'll tell you how to get out. But again, Martin Luther King said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And, it, and I want us today to think about a relay race. Think about a race in life. That's going to be the natural part that we're going to look at for, for a few moments here. Now, in a relay race, there's always a leader and maybe three, four other people in behind that person uh, that's doing the fact the, that's, that's the, they say they put the fastest runner up front. Now, what they have in their hand is a baton. A baton is to be passed within the, the exchange zone. Which is about 20 meters long and it's always, you know, they have a different color in the exchange zone. That's the, that's the only way you can pass the baton. I want us to be able to take this natural examples that I'm giving you and relay that spiritually. Be to a level that you're able to relay a natural word to what God is saying to us. This is God saying to us, you all. Now the exchange can be, can, uh, made outside the zone based on the position of the baton, not the runners, not the runners. Uh, now, uh, and if, and sometimes the, 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 based on the runner's feet, if it's outside the zone dependent, it can result in a disqualification. Pass, passers, that mean the main person that's got the baton in the hand and they're getting ready to pass it must remain in their lane after the pass to avoid blocking other runners. Relate that, you all, to our life. Relate it to our life. We have no business in anybody else's life if God didn't tell you to get in and start giving them advice. He didn't tell us all to do that. But that's why we don't make it. Because we, we have a tendency, and I just use the natural words, that I like, be busybodies. God talks in the Bible about busybodies. Now, a team may be qualified uh, from a relays for lose, disqualified from losing the baton or dropping the baton. And which would, if you drop it, you're disqualified. Now I said, now who should be the first in the, who should be the first person? Now the first leg in the, in the race, you, university is the first leg of a four by 100 meter relay should be your best starter. That's the person that starts out first, your best starter. And even in our spiritual life, the way we can look at it is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, then you in this race together. But maybe you got somebody else in. If I look at it naturally, I would think about Kenneth, then Ethel, uh, uh, go even further, Kenneth's father, then him, then Ethel, and me, and then all the, all the other people I put behind me in my life. It's just a picture naturally how we can be able to take and do things naturally uh, according to spiritual. Now, uh, says now what's the who is the most important runner in the relay race now so we got the race in our mind and we're trying to say say if you picture four people who's the who should be the first it said the faster runner should be the furthest the one that can fast run the fastest should be the one that goes the furthest the faster runner in the team run the second or third leg 
third leg of the relay. All right. Now, when it comes to kids, the relay teams, uh, they often see that the fastest runner gets to run last. That's that's what when it comes down to kids. You you've seen that I've seen some relays races where this little girl she dropped. This is in the natural. This happened. Let's say she dropped the baton and still was able to catch up with the people at the beginning of the race. She dropped it and still got up ahead of them and, and won the race. Uh, now. Uh, most of these decisions in our life as to how we run this race is decided by God. Is God your leader or are you doing this race all by yourself? But the final decision as to who runs first is, is, is God's thing. That's up to him. Get Hebrews 12 and I'm going to read it and we're going to discuss it and get right on down to the to the bottom of it. Hebrews 12, 1 says, uh, Therefore we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and and sin that so easily entangles us. Again, I'll read, and this is in the NIV. Therefore, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. If you're running a relay race, most of the time you need something uh, like shorts on, uh, uh, some of them I've seen little two-piece swimsuits so a uh, man with, with short shorts and, and those t-shirts with no sleeve up. But if you're trying to run a race with a coat, you've got all this stuff. you got all your children's soap, stuff, all your aunt, your aunts and uncles stuff on your back you're trying to solve. You're trying to run uh, your children's life. You're trying to run your uh, your friend's life. You let them dump stuff on you. So as you run this race, you're not going to be able to make it. You're not going to run fast with all that stuff on it. And the word of God said, and let us with run with perseverance. The race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God, and consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you would not grow weary and lose heart. Bottom line is, consider Jesus as you're going through all of this. You, we can get tired picking up shame, carrying all this other old weight. You can get tired. You can't run the weight. Your body will get out. Your body will start shutting down. I say that very easy. You start to get sick. You always got a headache. You always got something set on when you got too much on you. You got to drop some of that stuff. Verse 3 again said, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you would not grow weary and lose heart. Going on and said, God disciplines his children. Down to verse 4, that in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted the point of shedding your blood. If you have, you all need to go back to Jesus. We should not be shedding our blood. Jesus' blood is the only one that qualifies. Our blood don't qualify you all. It's Jesus' blood that qualified, not ours. Verse 5 said, And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Listen, you all. Because of the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his sons. Verse 7 says, endure hardship 
as disciplined. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not the legitimate, uh, not true son and daughters of all, at all. Verse 9, Moreover, we have had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. My daddy never whooped me. I remember that. I never. I didn't do anything wrong to get a whooping. I had sense enough to know when when my my, my mama and daddy said do. I did. But some of my brothers and sisters was kind of a little bit on the hard head side. They always was conniving. But I do remember. I I can't ever remember. And if one of them can remember, they can tell me. But I don't remember. I don't remember not doing what they say do because I didn't know no difference. Uh, I said how much more. We submit to the Father of the spirits and live. Verse 10. They uh, discipline us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share share in his holiness. No, verse 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. When we're disciplined by God, when we make mistakes, we repent, we get back on the bus. And we keep doing what he tells us to do. So we don't sit there in the doo-doo and, and, and refuse to repent. Because Jesus said, you know, you either do it or you either repent or die. That's what Jesus said. And if you listen to all this junk in the world, they said you don't, uh, don't ever have to repent anymore because of God's grace. Believe that and see what happens, okay? That's the only thing I can say to you. Just believe what they say and see what happens. Read the word of God and see what Jesus said. Verse 12, it says, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. You know, that's kind of like people watches us as we go along. And we want to be able to leave a legacy for ourselves, give somebody something. But we've got a dirty, nasty life. Don't try to leave that junk to anybody. But a lot of us, we thinking that because we're going through suffering, that suffering, God don't need it. He don't need for us to suffer illness or nothing for no, for, for, for nobody. That's why he sent Jesus. Our, our suffering is not what Jesus needs, not what God wants us to do. That's what we want to do because we think that's the way out. A lot of the stuff we're going through is our fault. Gird up to own up to it. Well, Lord, forgive me what I did wrong. Help me to get on down the road. Help me to move forward instead of holding on to all that stuff. <coughs> as the leader of your life, if you want to show some, as the team leader, I'm saying you're running your life. You're the leader of your life. And you want to be able to pass your baton on to somebody else. But if you don't have a true and holy life, you're passing junk on to the next generation. And I call that generational curses. That's what it is, a generational curse. Now, there's a warning and an encouragement. Going to verse 14, it says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Verse 15 says, See it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter roots grow up to cause trouble and defile. We all know what a bitter root that there is. Uh, if you think of a piece of ginger, and you know a ginger is an ugly little plant, and, and uh, 
it has roots all over it. And then when, when you want to use a piece of gin, ginger, you got to cut off all that junk and you can slice off it. And it really makes a drink of whatever it takes really good. But if you're a bitter root, this is when you can check yourself and see, am I a bitter root? Am I leaving, am I leaving bitterness onto somebody else because of something that I don't like? Something I haven't deal with? Am I, am I passing it down to somebody else? Verse 16 says, see that no one is sexually immoral. I'll read it again. Verse 16. This is the word of God. What the word of God is saying. He says, see that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau. Remember how Esau was? Who for a single meal sold his inheritance uh, and his right as the oldest son. He gave it away because he was hungry. I'll, let that, I'll say Selah. Think about that. What God has given you when you, you, you get so hungry for the world, you give up the knowledge and the wisdom that God has given you. Even though you have the label as a Christian, you still give it up because you, you think it's being a sacrifice. You, you give up your right to be healthy, wealthy, and wise because you think because you stumble your toe and you're walking with a diseased life that you're doing something for God, but you're not. You're not doing anything with God for God. Let's see. Now, are you all still there? I heard a little sound go out. It looks like everybody's still there. Even, um, let's see, where am I at? I think I'll go to 17. Afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. Remember what happened with Esau? Him and his, uh, uh, Jacob and, and his mother, uh, what, 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 they, they, uh, they put on the disguise and when they went to the father for Esau's blessing, they got it because they deceived the father. They put hair on, on Jacob's arm to look like the oldest son. And so when when Jacob spoke the blessing, Esau didn't get his because he was out trying to get them. He was out trying to be obedient to what the father said and, and went out to kill the fatted calf or whatever and cook the favorite meal for the father. But by the time he cooked the meal for the father, his mother, the, his mother and his brother had already deceived the father. And so the son got the blessing. We have to make sure we're not in our children's way, you all. And I, I say that wholeheartedly. The children's way or nobody else's yeah. way. Because we could cause them to miss what God is saying because we use our own mind to deceive, yeah. to put a plan against, put a plan, our plan in action and not God's plan in action. The next step of this verse is down to verse 18. The next part is the mountain of fear and the mountain of joy. Verse 18 says, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom and storm. To trump, verse 19, to trump blast or to such a voice speaking. Words that whose heard it beg that no further word be spoken to him. You are reading in the version you want to read it. I, this is NIV, so some of you may not be understanding NIV, but don't get a version that put a lot of words in it that takes away from what God is saying. And there are a lot of versions out, different versions out there, but get a version that you understand. Down to verse 20 it says, because they could not bear what was commanded. I'm going to go back and read uh, 19 again because I kind of stumbled to, through it. And you all forgive my voice, but I'm going to speak what God says speak uh, because of the shortness. Uh, it says, now verse 19, I'll go to 18. He said, you have not come to a mountain that cannot be touched, and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm. God is not darkness. He's not fire. He's not gloom and doom. 
but you come to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that have words that those have heard it begged no further word to be spoken to them verse 20 because they could not bear what was commanded even if an animal touches the mountain it must be stoned to death go back in in genesis and read what god was saying and in the part there when when they came uh out of out of egypt and god told um uh, Abraham to get them down you know no it was Moses it had gone down to Moses and when they come out of Egypt God told Moses you know after they crossed through the sea and all that God told Moses to, to set them gather them together they clean them tell them to clean themselves because God is a holy God wash your clothes you've been walking around dirty and nasty for over uh, I, I can't remember how long it was they had, come, they had already had gotten the Ten Commandments and they had already started doing the dirt and and then God wanted to speak to the people, and He told Moses to send them down, and He would come and give them the word. But when He came, He came with the rumbling, He came with lightning, because God speaks loud to us. But in this dispensation, the Holy Spirit speaks softly. You have to be able to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you. But when when uh, God told them to sit down. So he could speak to them. They got scared because the noise was so loud. They told Moses that, you know, you speak to him, then come tell us what, what, what he said. That happened all out through the uh, Old Testament when God sent the prophets because the people didn't want to hear what God said. Even though the prophets went out and gave them the word, they killed the prophets. Some of them stoned the prophets. They killed, what, what they say, they killed them dead. They didn't want to hear what God was saying, period. That was the bottom line. They wanted, didn't want to hear what God said. And even, even during the time of the judges, the people got to crying out, give us a king, give us a king, somebody that can control us, tell us what to do. They didn't want to have the freedom when God could tell them. All they had to do then was to take a, a sacrifice to the prophet. But no, they didn't, uh, to the priest, they didn't want to do it that way. They wanted man to tell them what to do. It made them feel better. Down to verse 20, 22. said, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. 23 to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven you have come to god the judge of all to the spirits of righteousness made perfect to the jesus to jesus the mediator of a new covenant to sprinkle blood that speaks better words than the blood of abel 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 who was abel you all know who abel abel and cain abel and cain all right I ain't going to go into that because we already talked about it. You all should know that. The story of Abel and Cain. Alright. Verse 25. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? You know, when you go back in the Bible, you see that when... Uh, God sent the prophets uh, to speak to the people. They didn't want to listen to them. If you, if you, if they didn't listen to them, they don't want to listen to us. And this is to the leaders, those those that's doing Acts one and eight, just going out to tell people about Jesus. Most of them don't want to hear it anyway. They rather hear what's on TV. They rather hear what's on the internet. What they rather hear what some of the false prophets are saying. 
Listen, you all, we should not be dumb and never see what other people are saying. And we should not always have to listen to even our friends. If you have a friend that's lower than you, why are you going to listen to what they said? When you're in living in God and you are holy, there is some fruit. If there is no fruit, why are you listening to them? If they've got, no, got beautiful leaves or no fruit in their life, they're not the one to be listening to. It's better off that you get the word of God and read it yourself. If you can't read it, most phones have an app where the Bible can read to you. Or verse 26, and at that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, once more, I shall, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Verse 27 says the words, once more, indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That is, created things. So that cannot be shaken uh, may remain. The last verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us thankful and so worship God. When you're in the kingdom of God, there is nothing that can shake the kingdom of God. God is God. He's the one in charge. God is the spirit. He's the one in charge of his kingdom, not Satan. And we need to know that. I, I encourage you to learn that, to understand it. That's why I ask you all, can you write your own story? What have you been through? I can easily write my story. I haven't written it yet, but I write it by how I live daily, how I trust God in every situation. If he said, you know, what we, in the word of God tells us, what we speak, that's what God will answer. If you speak in grumbling, the negativity, all the same, he's going to bring it to pass for you. He'll let you see it. Well, I ain't going to never have no, my, my right toe hurts all the time. I write the word, eventually your right toe going to start hurting you all. I said, when you're able to understand what the word of God see, you can see little, I see little bitty things. Little to you all would be nothing. It just be just a word. And sometimes you speak just that word. And when you're in right standing with God, he will honor that word and bring it to pass. Will honor that word and bring it to pass. Now, uh, I'll go all the way up back to the beginning of it. What we need to do is to be able to see. Let's go back up to the beginning. He said, therefore, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. When you think about that, even in your own natural life, who was before you in this race? Who handed you the baton? And when you, when you get the baton to say, you have to have your arm behind you and your hand open. So that when your hand is open, when the person, uh, lay the baton, uh, when you lay the baton in that, the person in front of your hand, they can easily fold it and grab it and run with, with, with it. I'll say, think about a race again now. You're the leader in the race. For your generation, you are the leader. And you're running, 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 running. And there was a forerunner that there was somebody coming behind you that has the baton in their hand. And they're going to give it to you and you're going to be the runner. Now the person that hands you that baton drops out of the way. That's what it says. They get in a different lane to make sure they don't interrupt the other runners that's going. They make sure they get out of the way, get in the zone. And so when you're ready to receive that baton, your hand is behind you and it's wide open. So when they lay the baton in, in your hand, you just close it. But if you're one of those runners that drop the baton, think about that. You drop the baton. That you're so stuck in sin, you're doing your own things that you cannot pick up and run to continue to run the fame race. And I can use it as an example. Uh, when, when, uh, as a leader running in this generation, and where I put my hand, but I have had many of mentors, and my mentors that I had, great women, 
a few great men of God, but mostly great women teaching, teaching from life examples. And when they handed me the baton by their teaching uh, and living a holy life before, I was able to grab that baton. And what I got from them, I'm going to give it, just hold my hand out and, and give the baton, give the baton to somebody else. But a lot of people aren't ready for that. All they'd rather do is just stay in a life of sin. When you go into the Word of God, He'll tell you what we've talked about it many times, you all, what's sin and what's, what's not sin. A lot of He tell us uh, what we should do. He said, let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. What's marked out for us? Let us run with perseverance. Don't give up. We just keep running with all intensity. I'm going to make this, I'm going to end this end of this race. He said, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Looking at Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. With, with, I, I said to you all in the, uh, in the, the text that I said, I can't do nothing without Jesus. Even though it was a, sec, a secular song, when you listen at the words of the song, I can't do nothing about Jesus. I'm not going to try to do it without him because I know fixing, it says fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God that's what I want to do when I hear the final word well done you faithful servant that's what I want well done well done if you want to be able to hear well done you got to run this way you can't get halfway and just sit down and do nothing because all the other runners coming behind going to run right over and take over. And you're going to be sitting there with a, with a, a, a dead, mummering uh, testimony. Well, I got tired. <laughs> I'm serious. I got tired halfway through the race, and I couldn't run no more. That's what some of us are going to be saying. I got the headache, but my little bit of great-grandchildren just ran all over and kept right on going because they, they have no guidance, no teaching, no nothing. If you are a seasoned person, get your testimony. If you don't have one, go back to God and get one. So that you'll be able to uh, hand the baton to another person that's running in front of you. Another leader. I, 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 look, at, uh, I look at all my grandchildren. I look at a lot of women that I have led, led to God. And I, I get joy when I see what they're doing. See, see that they're doing something. See that they have fruit because they've learned the word and they've been around people that lived the life in front of them that had the baton and was able to pass it to them. They were able to grab the baton and run with it. And now that they got the baton, they're running, 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 and, and then they're going to take that baton and give it to somebody else. And that's what life is. Uh, our, our life is just not sit still and do nothing. Our life is to keep going. Endure the hardship. Do what we need to do. Being able to teach others. Leave a legacy. And, and again, I'm going to quote now here what uh, Martin Luther King says, and then we're going to close this and open up for open mic. And I want to hear discussions, you all, because it, it, it saddens me when, when we do this lesson and there's no thought. What is the purpose of you coming online listening if you have no thought? There's no shame. And, and edifying God before others. It said that your, your testimony, your testimony helps somebody else. I know without a, diet, a doubt, your testimony will help someone else. And it said, now he said again, Martin Luther King said, uh, don't, don't let hate, let no man 
pull you so low that make you hate him. He said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep you have to keep moving forward. I'll say you all, don't stop. Don't drop the baton. Give it to somebody. But if you haven't have a decent life, you keep it to yourself, all right? 